last time on Base Funk. But of course, you just burned another spell slot, so it's D20 time. Well, there are good ones on here, right? A magical shadow of Zoe kind of peel off of Zoe, and now there are two Zoes. Roland's mentality right now is that if he doesn't stop the air elemental, it's going to hurt other people in Ilium. Full speed on Trinity, and you're riding next to it, and then kind of like past it, and you just whip it in half. Maximilian Hawthorne killed a wizard. Apparently he used some sort of um, dragon bone staff. Do you take down a reminder that I'm going to be on cram delivery duty? Uh, because he, he tore up uh, Dora's outfit that she made. Aww. So This wave of magic passes through you and you hear the sound of every door in the house unlocking. What are you doing here? Robin is an ooze and one of their experiments went wrong and Robin's soul was bound to an ooze, a slime, this acidic, gelatinous, crawling thing. I'm going to throw my investigation to look at the papers that she has, or intelligence, either way. It is mostly about is the construction of some sort of device. There's some kind of containment unit using powerful magics. So it's a, so it's a necromantic device of sorts. Okay, well, my idea was to take the ring up to the, to the second floor and see if that lets us in. I'll tell you what, I'll have a drink with you later. 22. He, he uh, doffs his hat at you <laughs> and says, all right, I'll hold you to it. I guess only I can come in here because I have the ring. So you have two doors to choose from, a locked one and an unlocked one, which leads to some kind of thumping. Okay, I'm going to try to slide a hand on the locked one because I don't like that thumping. And on the other side, Theodora, you see a seated figure with a dragon bone staff. Approaching from below you are Claudia Rock, Robin Rock, and Zoe Legrand. It looks like instead of being beside yourself, you're in front of yourself this time. I knew I should have eaten that kid. staircase and other people are running up the staircase Mm -hmm. and we sort of know who they are and one of them is super familiar but what i'm what what i'm confused about is are they running up the stairs because like ooh stairs let's go up the stairs or are they running up the stairs like with a purpose towards us in a bad way um so nobody's running anywhere okay the Rocks, Robin Rock and Claudia Rock, are bringing Zoe to you guys because they thought she was lost in the party. Okay, so th- th- this is not this is not a bad thing. They're like, hey, avant-garde, you left your minor unattended. We're bringing her back to you. Okay. They just so happen to be going up the stairs that you guys are currently on, at which point the two groups meet, and it is clear that there are two Zoes. Okay, I just I just wanted to make sure because like the second Zoe was said to be like doing magic things with hands, and I was like, <laughs> oh, are we gonna are 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 we gonna do this? Are we gonna throw down or? But apparently not. So okay, that's fine. Everything's still on the table. Let us 
<laughs> Let us paint a picture of this Zoe, who I've seen referred to as y- Yo's, I believe. Yoez, Yoez. Yeah, Yo Yoez, Yoz. Uh, y- Yaz. All very good. No one said Noe. I think that would be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but from your guys' perspective, these two characters are identical. There's just these two physically seven-year-old half-elves who you cannot, at a glance, tell apart. In character, all anyone knows is Roland. You saw them split apart. Mm-hmm. You're the only one who has any frame of reference for that fact. Mm-hmm. And Zoe, you're the only one who in character knows that you are you. <laughs> <laughs> or do I? <laughs> We're about to find out, huh? Yeah. You guys don't know anything about this character. I refer to her as a clone, but you actually don't even know like genetically what's going on, magically, temperamentally, personality. All of that's a big question mark, both in and out of character. That's kind of how I want to start things. Uh, if I could, this is something I probably should have asked last week. I want to have Zoe do an insight check. Could she tell? Because you said that uh, Noe, as you're calling her, uh, is casting magic. Does she have like any sort of malicious intent? Or I basically want to pick up like a general temperament of her. Yeah, so uh, 22 on that. Holy Christ on a sandwich. Uh, you look at this figure as she walks up the stairs. And in her face, you pick up a number of subtle expressions and emotions. Uh, one is nervousness. Uh, one is mischievousness and one is anticipation. So she is aware that something is about to go down. <laughs> like she sees you and you see her as you, the two groups get closer together. And she is not certain about what's going to happen. There's an element of like the unknown and the the mysterious to this, but she is kind of excited for it. You can't tell like good or evil. This isn't like she has like a goatee so you can tell she's from the nega dimension and she's here to mess your shit up. Uh, That would be very helpful. No, that would be super beneficial. But it's more along the lines of if I can't see that there's a malicious intent on her face, it's going to basically change which spell I want to cast. Okay, so she is, as we said last week, doing a somatic hand gesture, which means she's prepping magic. It doesn't mean it's coming right now. It could be any second or it could be just practice or a nervous tick all, all it means is she's capable and it's a possibility but like i said it's not malicious so much as mischievous so it's not like outright hostile but she's probably not up to anything good zoe is going to cast hold person on her all right so i have to make a wisdom saving throw yes dc 15 wisdom saving throw or you'll be paralyzed oh bummer shoot says oh good they're gonna fight <laughs> he's very into this ah oh, crap 17 all right so the rocks with noe come up the stairs see bumbershoot von victrola roland hawklight and zoe legrand farther up the stairs the two groups eyes meet and the first person to do anything is zoe legrand who holds a hand out and casts hold person which is a spell that kind of full body binds the person so they can't do anything and as soon as you do that the other Zoe flares with magic. Her hands light up and she like rears back and in her hand is a fireball ready to go. And she says, what does she say? And also, can I do a Zoe voice? That is a question. <laughs> Here's what I can offer. Instead of doing a Zoe voice, do like the Wario Zoe voice. You know, like Wario's <laughs> oh, the evil Mario. Oh, geez. Wa Zoe is an amazing. I think that might be her new name. Um, wow! Fireball! <laughs> wow! Fireball! 
<laughs> There's a garlic ball now. Ah, I'm gonna win. <laughs> oh, oh my. I'm sorry. Did you say I'm gonna win? <laughs> That's Waluigi's catchphrase from Mario Tennis. It is certainly Waluigi's catchphrase. Oh, gosh. It's the best Mario character. Oh. <laughs> but actually what she says is, Ah! I'm under attack! And she throws a fireball. Oh, no. A huge ball of flame shoots up the stairs and explodes. Everybody up there make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, god damn it. With a plus four bonus. Wait, I get a plus four bonus? Because I'm a paladin, and everyone within oh, all my allies get a bonus to their dex saving throws. That's the holy helping field that we've described before. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. With your plus four bonus, I rolled a nine, which is not good. Sixteen. All right, so the only person who saves is Bumbershoot. Nice. Which is flavorful because as a coward, I imagine as soon as he saw magic going down, he just oh, yeah. <laughs> started running <laughs> up the stairs. Yeah, that was not light magic, but he's just he's just like nervous about that kind of thing. All right, so Fireball's a pretty strong spell. Okay. 23 damage explodes in this hallway, uh, half of which is all Bumbershoot's going to take, so 11. Everyone else takes 23. So let's describe the scene real quick. The rocks and Zoe are walking up. Zoe tries to cast a, a hold person. It does not work. Fireball comes and this hallway explodes in fire and the stairwell catches fire. Uh, so now you guys are fighting in a burning stairwell in addition to that damage. And <laughs> Wa Zoe slash Noe yells, the evil one's attacking me. We have to go. We have to run. Bitch, you casted fireball. You started it. Yeah, still. <laughs> by casting a non-violent spell <laughs> i want to i want to note that was the decision i made of was it going to be hold person or fireball it was one of those two spells i was going to cast and if she's seen malicious it was going to be fireball she got me on that all right she won the quick draw but you've got the moral high ground and that's what really matters you say yeah. yourself as you burn to death <laughs> take that wall joey can i kind of like tip over the banister and climb down uh like away from these people if you want to like slide down a railing and to get past these people yeah then you can definitely make some sort of um dexterity or acrobatics checks if you if you literally just want to flee this by sliding down this the banister and running absolutely 19 all right so the fireball goes off in this hallway and as these two parties stare each other down over this burning staircase bumbershoot says I think this one's gonna i think you guys are fine it's like this seems like it's between y'all and he slides down the staircase uh and just i guess runs back off into the first floor yeah he says bye babies and he's out of there um <laughs> okay. basically i mean i mean in all seriousness like bummer shoot is down to 19 hit points that even though he made the save he's weak in a lot of ways <laughs> so he's done uh he's had enough noe yells after you i'll protect you bummer shoot Oh shit! Bumbershoot uh, doesn't know, doesn't know as, since he's passed doesn't know which Zoe said that, and he doesn't care. Uh, so he just he just slides down and then um, leaps off. Uh, let's say in a roll in a nice somersault and then lands on the first floor. Roland is going to hold up his shield with one hand mm-hmm. and then fumble about and withdraw a small piece of charcoal with his other hand, and draw something on the inside of his shield. Okay. He's going to try to recreate the the actual sigil that he saw inside of the ring when investigating it from earlier. 
All right. And since you don't have the ring to work off of, you have to go entirely from memory. So this is going to be a intelligence check with disadvantage. So good luck recreating a thing you've seen once. 13. 13. Okay. So here's what happens. Uh, Roland, you kind of hunker down behind your shield and draw from memory the closest thing you can to the sigil. And I guess you start backing up the stairs to see if it works. Mm-hmm. And motioning to Zoe to kind of stay behind him in the same at the same time. And Noe says, where are you going, Roland? You have to get away from her. She's dangerous. And she's like waving you down. You threw the fireball! You tried to ensorcle me. <laughs> and Roland stares down the, uh, the Noe and just says, I know your true form, Shadow. You are a shadow of her current self. What are you talking about, Roland? You are the one that don't belong here. Yeah, Roland, what are you talking about? I can prove to you I'm the real Zoe. I know things only the real Zoe could know. You know everything she knows because you're a duplicate of her from earlier today. Therefore, you can't use that as a way to prove your own existence. Well, then why would you trust that one? Roland then just simply smirks, lifts up his other hand, and casts Zona Truth centered on himself. Oh. All right. So, Zoe, I guess you're in the Zone of Truth. You have to roll a Wisdom save. Do I have to roll it, or can I willingly fail it? Oh, you can. Zoe would actually know what this is, because he Roland had cast this on there before when they met originally. Yeah. It's how he learned about her wild magic and everything like that prior to the campaign starting. Roland's going to cast that? The S is field, and he's going to pose Zoe a question. Who casted haste on me earlier? I did. All that proves is that she thinks she did. If she thinks she's a copy of me, then she would think that. I didn't even know there was a copy of me until just now. Neither did I until you tried to attack me. I want to do something. So like whenever there's like a break. Well, yeah. What do you do as you flee this scene? Oh, once I'm down there, I uh, go up to uh, like all of the skeletons. And I say, there's a fight upstairs. You got to go break it up. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously the skeletons don't say anything to you, but at the promise of more entertainment, all the skeletons stop dancing. There's like a record scratch needle drop <laughs> as awesome. the music comes to a stop and all the skeletons stampede out of the room to watch the fight. The uh, non-skeleton people in this room, Garrick the Great and Lady Nim, I think, are kind of left behind because they're a little bit confused what's going on at first. So they kind of look at you and you have very bad blood with one of them and the other one you promised to have a drink with. And so they both look at you. Okay, I I, I don't like Nim at all, so I'm just going to sort of like sidle over to Garrick. Um, I mean, I don't like him either. But he does not know that. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to like go to go to Garrick uh, the Great, just so um, just in case Nim starts anything. All right. Garrick goes, hey, you here to have that drink now? Fine. And uh, <laughs> basically what I do is um, I once I get the glass, I just kind of like throw it over my shoulder when he's not looking because I, I, I like I, I, I Bruce Wayne it and pretend I'm drunk. Sleight of hand to pull that off. Yeah, sleight of hand. That's that's fine. I, I have uh, that is a power of mine. Crit. Jesus bananas. All right. So you deftly uh, accept this drink and go about pouring it over your shoulder slyly between uh, boring small talk all over the floor as you kind of walk around and you're just regaling him with your high class tales <laughs> and sure. you're like mm, yes i did a many a fancy thing and <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something i'd say 
<laughs> and he's very impressed and he just he's so busy being regaled he doesn't notice you just slowly empty your glass all over the place yep lady nim rolls her eyes and walks out to go watch the fight um leaving you two alone back in the burning hallway now i have a i have a quick question i don't sketch you could probably answer this does zone of truth only work like once it's cast or if people enter into the zone do they have to do it when people enter the zone for the first time they have to make a charisma saving throw okay um and that and that zone will last for ten minutes where it, where I cast it on myself in the hallway too before I moved up. So yeah, that's always gonna say like if you're so sure that you're not the clone, then why don't you come in the zone of truth? Because the stairway is on fire and I don't trust you. You could attack me as soon as I wa- walk over there. I have said this several times. You're the one who cast fireball. <laughs> um, I would. Uh... Oh, I want to use a uh, gust, which is one of my cantrips. Uh huh. And I basically want to use that to kind of blow out the fire around us, so it's not, you know, we're not in a burning staircase so much. Uh, gust is a cantrip. I know we got a wild magic roll off of gust before, so cantrips are not always going to activate wild magic. So I think like the flavor version of this is you do like a tiny little wind <laughs> to try to blow it out. She's like, please don't make it air elemental this time. Yeah, and you're just going around to like delicately trying to candle, uh, birthday candle blow out the fire as it starts to spread. Meanwhile, at the bottom of the stairs, the rocks see the skeleton stampede coming to watch the fight, and they nope out. <laughs> They're like, "Sorry about this, Roland. <laughs> Good luck with your deadly magic twins." Uh, Bumbershoot uh, and Garrick walk to the foot of the steps, and uh, I want to see as far up as I can to see uh, if they're dead or not. <laughs> see if they're dead or not yeah i want to see i want to see the results all right so i mean garrick and bumbershoot are at the back of the skeleton crowd that has gathered at the foot of the stairs uh the rocks push their way through the crowd and they leave you can see at the foot zoe and then there's fire and then above that there is roland and zoe who are like backwards shuffling up the stairs and roland you know that it's not working because you've you've walked backwards for a while and your sigil hasn't taken you to the second floor. But because you rolled a 13, I think you have a pretty good idea of what you could do to fix it if you want to roll again. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I think that line was off. I think I got to make this one a circle if you want to try again. All right. 15 on my second attempt. Yeah, you can fix it. So a- after blowing out the fires, does uh, Noe come closer at all or is she still staying in her defensive kind of area? This whole scene is getting wildly out of control. The skeleton's at the bottom. Uh, fire in the middle. You're putting out. Roland figured out how to fix the seal so he can go to the second floor. And Noe, at the bottom of the stairs, reaches into her pocket and pulls out an item. It is a spellcasting focus. Uh, Zoe, you recognize it immediately. Do you want to describe it for the audience? Yeah, I imagine it's it's going to be like a silver amulet with uh, some kind of in carved uh, like a runic carving within it probably in like a purplish kind of tint like a purple tint carving within the a silver amulet and it looks uh, rather um it looks uh, very exquisite <laughs> and noe says if i wasn't the real zoe then how would i have this this is my sister's the great and famous stellarosa magnificent <laughs> oh my all right first things first <laughs> kid, kid, you're the realist <laughs> Yes. So uh, can Zoe reach into her pocket and confirm that she still has her spellcasting? I'm assuming I have it since I've been casting spells, but... Yeah, I mean, you don't need a spellcasting focus for anything unless it has a material component. So theoretically, it could be missing, depending on what you've cast so far, but you reach in and it is there. Okay, so I'm going to pull that out to kind of state the obvious on that of how does that prove anything, but 
she's almost gonna be kind of looking to Roland for a moment. Roland just sort of like gives a bit of a smirk and says, Zoe would never refer to her sister in that high regard, you know. She's gonna say, well, he isn't wrong. And almost kind of like, it feels weird for her to be like, yeah, my sister blows. Like, it, uh... <laughs> yeah, she's uh, he's going to yeah, she's going to be like, I mean, he's right. I don't like her. <laughs> no, he says, I don't like her either. I mean, but I was just, it just proved yours is fake. How does it prove it's fake? <laughs> At this point, the skeletons are like all shaking their ha- hands over their heads and like, yeah, woo. All right. I have a question for you. <laughs> If you say that I instigated everything by cast a spell, why did you decide to come back with the strongest spell I know? I have other spells that are weaker that could be used as like a, a retaliation, but you decided to go with the strongest spell I have. One that could have killed me. You mean the strongest spell I have? <sighs> sure. Let's just take them both. We have a spare. <laughs> Get your butt in the zone of truth. <laughs> Roland, do you do anything? Divine Sense to see if there's anything weird about the other Zoe. Oh, so, okay, so Divine Sense lets you... Uh... Determine um, the position of Celestial, Fiend, and Undead within 60 feet of me, except behind total cover. So, Yeah, you detect uh, Undead all at the foot of the stairs, all the skeletons, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Bumbershoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you detect uh, Lady Nim, who is a Fiend, and you detect an enormous mass of Undead above you. Mm-hmm. But nothing on Zoe. No. Roland said that this happened after she cast haste, essentially. Yeah. So she's going to look over to Lady Nim and try to call out to her. And she's going to say, hey, Lady Nim. Yes, darling. After that happened, I went to go check on you to see if you're okay. Do you think you'd be able to verify that I'm the real Zoe? Persuasion? 13. So you rolled a 13 to convince Lady Nim to vouch for you. She looks between the two of you. Walks up to Noe at the bottom of the stairs, who turns to look at her, and Noe says, Yeah, tell her I'm the real! And, like, halfway through, Lady Nim just grabs her by the face, which just palms her like a basketball, and you see, like, a pulse of dark magic surround Zoe's head, and then she lets her go, and Noe falls down to the ground, and you see she starts, like, sniffling and crying, because that was, like, a really scary thing Nim just did. She says, This is but a shade of jealousy and anger and resentment. It has memories. But there's only a fragment of a soul. Holy crap. Because I imagine it looked pretty awesome, right? Yeah, she basically, like, demon sucked her, her like, <laughs> essence out to check it. So I imagine, like, Zoe's almost going to be, like, like jaw drop for a moment. And she's just going to be like, thanks. <laughs> she says, no problem, little one. I'm just glad it's finally getting exciting around here. Is she going to be okay? Uh, Noe stands up, kind of sniffling, and just says, It's not fair! It's not fair! And she's like, starts, uh, the early stages of a full-on... Tantrum? <laughs> Tantrum's a little strong. Sob! Yeah, a full-on sob session is on the way. But she's, she's, uh, trying to hold it together, because everybody is looking at her. <laughs> like, 30 people. Bumbershoot shouts up the stairs, and he says, Can I eat the fake one? <laughs> Roland's gonna frown slightly at the sh- at the uh, at the other Zoe, extend his free hand, murmur something. Uh, his amulet gleams for a moment, and then a veil surrounds the fake Zoe as he casts Sanctuary on her, which does it just wards her so she can't get attacked. 
Um, also, she can't attack anyone else or she breaks the spell itself. Uh, so Noe sees you casting magic and like flinches, thinking you're about to explode her. Uh, and then when that does not happen, she kind of uh, rubs her eyes and looks around. And she says, what, what are you, why are you doing this? So Zoe's going to walk down the stairs and towards Noe. And she's going to like be, like be standing right next to her, kind of look to Lady Nim and say, So you said this is a shard of my jealousy? Lady Nim says, Yes, it appears to be some of your negative emotions given shape. It still has part of what makes you you and basic biology, but it's not all of your emotional spectrum. So that means she's part of me then. A copy of part of you. I imagine you haven't lost any capacity for the feelings that she embodies. Uh, so she'll turn to Noe then and say, See, that's something to be excited about. You're just as awesome as the real Zoe. But but I did a fireball and there wasn't any wild magic. I can't tell you how insanely jealous of you I am right now. <laughs> Wait, so I know all the spells you know, and I like all the same stuff you like but I'm not a terrible liability and burden to everyone around me. Ooh. She's like, hold on a moment. She's like, uh, hold on. Let's, let's quiet down. Let's switch him out. <laughs> She's like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> you mean I won't destroy everything I touch and disappoint everyone who Shut loves up. me Shut up. and ruin the lives of everyone who trusts me? If this was like a, a cartoon, this is where the real Zoe would just crack her neck and be like, oh no, she, <laughs> she, just, she just fell over. <laughs> uh, Lady Nim actually pipes up between this and goes, that does sound useful. Well, you, I don't think we know exactly what might happen. I mean, if you're created by wild magic, then anything could happen after that. So maybe it's just best to see what happens from here. But, you know. Don't try casting any spells or anything like that for the time being. You can't tell me what to do. Bitch, yes, I can. <laughs> I'm the closest thing you have to a mom. Lady Nim says, how would you like to come with me? And no one will ever be able to tell you what to do again. Wait, hold on. What? She gets an invitation and I don't? You've, you've already thrown your lot in with uh, Church Boy and the, the Oaf. He dragged me in. I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Roland, how do you have any input on this conversation? Your existence was one of chance. Your existence is formed from chance. However, I think that you're more likely able to achieve more as a partner and an aide than as an adversary. I don't know what any of that means. I know you're I know you're not a child in mind. And Lady Nim says, and if you come with me. You don't have to be a child in body either. Say, say what? <laughs> Noe also says, say what? <laughs> and Lady Nim says, there's nothing that uh, we can't provide you if you're willing to pay the right price. Zoe's just going to be like rubbing her temples. And she's like, after a moment, she's going to look to Noe and be like, look, you're free to make your own choice on things. So do what feels right for you. But I think what we've established here is that we don't have to be enemies. We could be friends, even maybe sisters in a way. I've had a sister before. It's not great. <laughs> Everyone always picks her over me, us, whatever. 
well, you've already been picked over me once today, so... <laughs> yeah, this is my chance to be picked first. Go get him, Noe. I'm gonna, like, give her, like, a reoccurring punch on the arm. <laughs> it, it bounces off of Roland's sanctuary. <laughs> Ow! Lady Nim just kind of uh, says to the whole party, Has anyone seen Carrie King? She's supposed to be here. I haven't seen her all night. Anybody? Nope, guy. Just run up the stairs. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, Nim just looks around and shrugs her shoulders and just kind of takes Noe by the hand and leads her out of the crowd of skeletons and then out of Hawthorne House as she takes her back to Tarsus. And you guys are surrounded by a group of very exuberant skeletons. Okay. Um, I sort of like rejoin the party uh, and I say, well... <sighs> We won that one. We sure did, Garrick says, standing right next to you, trying to be part of the party. <laughs> no thanks to you, Bumbershoot. I sent the skeleton army. <laughs> and they did nothing. They they scared the they scared the rocks. Who are you? Roland says, looking at uh Garrick. Alright, so Garrick introduces himself to Roland and Zoe. He says, I am Garrick the Great. Perhaps you've heard of my wizardly deeds. I've heard of things, to say the least. My name's Zoe, and a far superior version of me just left with a better opportunity. Can't win them all, small fry. <laughs> One would be nice. <laughs> Have you ever thought about partaking in some wizardry? It opens a number of doors to success and popularity, fame, adoring fans. <sighs> She's just gonna be like, like loudly, like sigh. She's like, I fucking hate wizards. Just start stomping up the stairs. <laughs> okay. Roland is going to stay close to Zoe and, in fact, just put an arm on her shoulder to try to, I don't know, keep them connected in some form to see if, I don't know, the sigils will be sufficient to get them both up the stairs. I'm I'm coming with the group. Okay, so Roland fixed the sigil on the inside of his shield, and he's car he's walking up the stairs with an arm around Zoe trying to console her. Uh, Bumbershoot and Garrick are following <laughs> And one minute, Roland is walking with them, and the next, he steps onto the second floor with his arm around nothing, and a cloud of bones uh, forms kind of a strange approximation of a skeleton, and it bows to you before returning to its work and dispersing back into a cloud of bones. As I feared. It sort of looks back, as would just go back down the steps once he's past it, or... Um, actually, let's cut to Theodora, because uh, yeah. I need to know what she's been doing this whole time, because actually, when you get to the second floor, it who knows what could be going on at that point. Right, right. So let's get some Lauren. I imagine she's had her microphone muted this whole time, and it's just like face deep in some cat bellies over there. What's going on? Yeah, it's just tiny wiggles. All right. <laughs> so after the cliffhanger at the end of the last episode, 45 minutes into this one, Theodora opens that door. Oh, jeez. I said hi, if you remember correctly. So let's be very specific. There are two doors on the second floor to choose from. One had thumping noises behind it and one was locked. You unlocked that door. And when you opened it, you saw a figure with a dragon bone staff. And you said hi to that figure. Yes. That is what has been established so far. So now let's paint a bit of a more detailed scene, which is oh, you geez. open that door. And on the other side, there is a small cozy study. There's a desk and there's a chair in front of it and there's some papers and some books, various scattered instruments in it. And it's nothing particularly interesting jumps out at you right away about the room itself. But so your focus is immediately drawn by this figure who is sitting in the chair. Uh, and it's a kind of a rocking chair 
And the figure is an older black woman with uh, kind of natural hair and some gray in it. And she has the dragon bone staff kind of laying across her lap and her eyes are closed and she's breathing uh, very quietly and as if she is kind of uh, napping, sitting in this chair. And you open the door and you say, hi. (laughs) Oops. Did I wake her up? Uh, Her eyes flutter a little bit, uh, but don't quite open all the way. And she says, I I told you, just relock the doors. Why? And now her eyes open all the way. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And she sees Theodora, the Nixie, standing in her door frame. And she kind of sits up with a start and says, oh, oh, I thought you were the the skeleton. What, What are you... What are you doing in my house? I'm here for the party. The party's downstairs, dear. I like to explore. <laughs> Is that custom where you're from? Yeah, I'm from a swamp. <laughs> I-, I buy that. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah, you look slimy. Uh, And she kind of like waves her hand at you as if to kind of tell you to go back. She says, uh... All right, ha- have fun. What's your name? What? My my name's Alice, dear. What's your name? My name's Dora. What you doing up here by yourself? I I live here by my. You're in my house. Oh, why aren't you at the party? But the party is for the skeletons. Why are you having a party for skeletons? Why did you break into my second floor and bombard me with questions? I'm really nosy. That, I also buy that. <laughs> you should you should, lead, you should be leading harder with the crab delivery service that you probably provided at some point. Also, do you do you like crabs? Excuse me. I breed delicious animals for food. I'm always looking for new customers. Oh no, the my staff takes care of me. I'm fine. We don't we don't need any. I need to get a no soliciting sign. I think. Okay. Bye. Uh, 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 all right. She kind of waves the staff a little bit, just like weekly. And behind you, uh, some of the, the bones, the skeleton comes together and kind of uh, takes you by the arm. Not roughly, but as if to, to lead you back out. Do they do it? Do they lean you back out? or? Well, it's going to happen. Uh, f- fuck it. I'm going to use my other spell slot. I'm going to gas up. I'm going to turn into a little cloud. All right, so you're going to use gaseous form again? Yes. All right, so you slip through the bony fingers of the cloudy skeleton, and now you are missed in the hallway of the second floor. I want to go under the door with a thumping. All right, uh, before the skeleton can react, you slip under the door and onto the other side, and you are in a much larger room than the cozy study you unlocked. Um, in this room, there are a number of like very serious-looking things going on, I would classify them as necromantic experiments. So there's um, skeletons all over the place and all kinds of like calipers and bone saws and diagrams. And like a lot of this room is clearly meant for work. But the thing that definitely catches your eye is on the far side of the room, uh, the source of the thumping. And it is immediately familiar to you because you were carrying a drawing of it around earlier. And Roland identified it as some sort of containment unit. That combines necromancy with carpentry in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this thing is a very large 
black box um, about the length of a coffin, but taller, almost like a combination of coffin and treasure chest okay. made of like black wood. And there are two notable features about this thing, this uh, necromancy containment unit, if you will. Uh, one is on the top, there is a skull motifed like piece of metal like someone basically did um like a skull inlay in the in the mouth of that skull there's kind of a purple swirling mist inside of that kind of draining down into this containment unit so it looks like almost like a vortex or a whirlpool or some kind of uh just this purple energy draining down inside of it from inside of this kind of skull thing implanted on top of the box the second thing you notice is all around the opening of it. So if it's like a treasure chest at the, the point where it splits and you would open it from, there are about a dozen locks. So oh. padlocks and like big heavy security locks like dials and things with the keyholes. But since Zoe's wild magic sent a unlocking wave throughout Ilium, all 12 of these security devices are sprung. <laughs> But if you've seen a padlock before, there's like the metal hoop that goes through the lock and then you like close it by pushing it. Mm-hmm. It's popped, but the metal loop is still looped. Does that make sense? So it's it's unlocked, but still closed because they have to be removed. Okay. So do you have a good image of that? Do you need anything else explained about that? Yeah, I have a good image of that. All right. And so this large box, I'm going to call it the containment unit. This containment unit is thumping from the inside. And every time it does, you see the the top part like the opening the swinging treasure chest part of it move up a little bit but it can't open because the locks which are unlocked but still holding it shut because they're looped into it and so it's thump 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 not frantic or excited or violent just hmm. just like happening as if like a force of nature like the tide so that's what you see in this room the door behind you is unlocked the one i came in correct Yes. And there, are, and there are no other doors in this room. Okay. I'm going to make note of this room. I would like to go see if there are any other rooms that I haven't been in on this floor. All right. So you did an investigation check up here when you got to the second floor. And these are the only two doors. These only two doors. Okay. Yeah. So the rest of it is like hallway and just like decorative stuff. So nothing of interest. Open the box. I want to see what's in it. Uh, Something bad probably. Yeah. I don't want to open it alone. <laughs> <laughs> you hear outside the the skeleton cloud that is guarding slash cleaning the hallway and upper floor uh kind of scratching around like looking to see where you went it doesn't seem like a particularly intelligent entity but it does like, seem like one that now wants to find you and then bring you back to the first floor well i don't like that can i roll investigation on this room to see if there's anything particularly interesting yep i don't want to decloud yet because i'm gonna get grabbed by the skeletons and you get grabbed by the ghoulies. And no thanks. I rolled a 12, which is not great. It's okay. You float around this room, and the thing you notice is that most of the equipment in here doesn't look like it's been touched in a long time. Um, the outside, the hallway, and the study and stuff are look like they're regularly dusted. Like that skeleton cloud cares about keeping that area neat. But this one seems to be mostly left alone. Like someone comes in here occasionally, like straightens up. But it's like the least touched of these rooms. And also, uh, none of the experiments seem to be in progress. Like if they were being worked on, they've been abandoned. Okay. And I don't hear anything besides the thump? Correct. Okay. 
Well, I want to make a ballsy move. I want to go investigate the room the lady's in, but while I'm all misty, and hope she just can't figure out that I'm there. All right. So stealth, because you do still have a physical form, but with advantage, because you're missed. Thirteen. All right. So you slip back under the door and into the hallway where it looks like the uh, cloud of bones has kind of given up on the search and just kind of dissipated back into a differentiated pieces. And you slide back under the door, which has been reclosed. And you see uh, the woman who identified herself as Alice in that room. And she seems um, frazzled, like she's awake now. And she has like a look, anxious kind of look on her face. And she's, uh, I mean, she's alone, so she's not talking or anything. But it seems like you have ruined her nap. I don't feel bad. <laughs> okay. Great. Noted. Does she look like the lady in the portrait? Uh, she looks exactly like the lady in the portrait. Hmm. Well, probably can get murdered, but I'd like to investigate this room as best I can. All right. I mean, you can float around in here. 17. All right. So, I mean, that's really good. Uh, you don't see anything that's related to your quest, you don't think? It's not like in the corner there's like a secret book explaining <laughs> exactly everything. But you also don't see any evidence of any like dark evil magic. Like she's not, there's not like a torture dungeon in here. She's not flaying people alive. <laughs> like there's not like any like dark necromantic shit. Like you, you haven't stumbled upon the dark secret of Hawthorne House, essentially. It just seems like there's an old lady who lives here and she's waited on by a team of dopey skeletons and there's something thumping in the other room there is something thumping in there. oh man i have to open up that thumping box <laughs> is it rolling up here yet i don't want to do it alone <laughs> that confrontation downstairs took a little bit um if you want to just float her around as gas waiting for roland that's a legitimate move i'm gonna do that roland you step out onto the second floor and the cloud of skeletons forms bows to you dissipates and now you're on the second floor. Un- unbeknownst to you, Theodora is a cloud in here, but you, you're not aware of that currently in character. As I suspected, uh, he just looks back and sees if he can go back down the stairs at all or if it's blocked off for the time being. Nope, you step back down and you, uh, you just step like into Zoe, who you bump into. Ow! Okay, I have some good news now. What is it? Looks at Garrick and says, I'm sorry, Sir Wizard, but I'm going to have to ask for you to proceed down back to the party for the time being. Why? I I don't know what you guys are engaged in, but surely my wizardly (laughs) magics will come in handy. Wizardly magics. It's the best kind of magics, Bumbershoot. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm dealing with people that I trust first and foremost, and having just met you, I can't bring myself to trust you quite yet. Persuasion? He thinks Bumbershoot wants him there. <laughs> oh, he loves me. I botch. Oh, no. On the roll. He throws an arm around Bumbershoot and says, this guy can vouch for me. Come on. Magic. 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 Is Garrick wearing a hat? Garrick is wearing a top hat. Yes. I want to cast Gust and I want to blow his hat off his head and just be like, oh, no, your hat's gone flying away. You should chase it. <laughs> Will I never? (laughs) Uh, He goes after his top hat, which tumbles down the stairs. Uh, Let's just uh, let's confirm once and for all that Zoe uh, can use cantrips without invoking wild magic. Uh, Let's just say that first one 
was because she was in a particularly like emotionally elevated state. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a thing where I'll have that in my back pocket. Cantrips can do wild magic. It's just going to be uh, situational. That works. But for utility of your character, you can usually do them without worrying about the table. That works. All right. So you gust his hat off. It rolls down the stairs. He goes after it. All the skeletons like put their hands to their side of their face like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> One of them just goes, world star. Roland then proceeds to pull out basically what amounts to a notebook that he carries with him and gets to work making copies of the sigil on two pieces of paper. He hands one to both Zoe, uh, to each Zoe and Bumbershoot, and then motions for them to follow him back up the stairs. Bumbershoot sort of, like, shrugs, because he doesn't entirely get it, but then he just follows him anyway. All right, so you guys are all carrying copies of the sigil, is what's going on? Yes. Yes. All right, so you all step out onto the second floor, and when the skeleton parts come together to bow to you, as they usually do, they get halfway through the bow, stop, look at three of you, uh, which is more than the amount of people who should have wedding rings, which usually come in two pairs, yes, traditionally. And one of the bones that flies over is a spine, which is all magically held together, all of the different vertebrae, ending in a sharpened one, <laughs> which the hand takes as kind of a bone sword, which it is now wielding. And it takes a pose as if to say, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> <laughs> it does not say that, but that's what right. its pose says. That is the universal pose for I'm going to stab you. Yeah. Which person is it in front of doing the stabbing motion, or is it just like a general to all three of us kind of sort of thing? To all three of you. Take care of him, Roland. <gasps> does that mean you walk away? No, no, no. I'm just, Roland is at the head of the party um, in our group, and uh, Bumbershoot just assumes that the big beefy guy will do the uh, heavy lifting. Uh, Zoe's going to start going through the motions, essentially, like the semantic motions of preparing to cast a spell as like kind of looking towards Roland for uh, approval on whether or not to start casting a spell and trying to kill this thing. I'm watching in the hallway as a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> like, yikes. I'm not feeling that. You know, Roland holds out his shield, which is sort of a holy symbol, and simply states, there's no need to rattle things up up here. We can... <sighs> keep this whole situation a bit more calm really with the dad jokes now <laughs> do you really want those to be your last words roland last words <laughs> so that's what you attempt to do you attempt to uh dissuade it from stabbing you yeah yeah these skeletons have been very reasonable so far okay so you say that you don't think it should attack you it is a vaguely humanoid shaped cloud of bones magically compelled to defend this floor from people who shouldn't be here so it does not really take your argument into account and uh thrust forward with a bone sword to try to stab you i guess it's it's on (laughs) 14 it misses bumbershoot stands there and polishes his monocle i'm gonna d d i'm gonna turn to a person again and i'm gonna say bumbles follow me can I get past the skeleton while they're fighting, or is that like... Uh, you'll take an attack of opportunity to move past <laughs> oh, it. Oh, no, nope, <laughs> nope, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Bumbershoot would not do that. And um, he just sort of like motions toward the skeleton and then shrugs like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? I need you to help me open a mysterious something box. I'm too short. <laughs> I, hmm, let me, let me look at my... Bumbles, come on. 
I'm sorry, but like, I'm, he's like, he's, I hate the block, but I, he, he's just. You're such a weenie! He, he, Zoe, are you down? <laughs> I'm casting a spell at this point. So, Zoe had a spell ready. She's casted it now that it's attacked Roland. She's going to be casting magic missile. And if magic, wild magic has to happen, it has to happen, you know? Neat. Roll damage for magic missile. So, 20 damage. Oh. For flavor reasons, I like to imagine when Zoe casts uh, Magic Missile, it's like uh, when Dragon Ball Z characters are fine and they're just throwing out energy blasts all crazy at one another. Yeah. So, so the skeleton uh, thrusts at Roland, who parries it, and then you just Dragon Ball Z rock this dude with a bunch of energy balls. Uh, and a- as your Magic Missiles hit it, he kind of just starts coming apart because he's not really held together by anything. So when you hit the skeleton, it just starts blasting bits off of it 20 damage is uh actually kind of a lot (laughs) and so you severely destroy this dude's structural integrity but the pieces kind of just start to come back together oh during during the point where he's um when when he's a bunch of bones and not yet come back together can uh take that opportunity to sort of like sprint past uh yes but we also have a magic wild magic roll okay fair enough Uh, we can do that first uh ready for the d20 roll yes i rolled a nine What's nine give us? <laughs> oh, I like this one. Uh, so, Zoe, what color is your hair? Uh, she's got like a, uh, it's like light, bur- uh, not burgundy. Um, what's brown? Yeah, uh, what's brown? What's the, what's, what's the word for brown for hair color? Brunette. Brunette. There we go. That's, that's black. No, it's not. Oh my gosh. Well, brunette is brown. You know what? It doesn't matter. Let's just, just do it. <laughs> no, let's derail the whole podcast arguing about hair color. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it is not that anymore. As you hold out your hands and you shoot a bunch of energy blasts at this dude, your hair goes, uh, Super Saiyan. Just like, oh, bright, loud yellow. Yes. You, you supersonic. Yes. Just right the hell out. Um, and you don't notice this. Everyone else does, though. Can it shoot up and get all spiky, too? Of course. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It should. But when Super Saiyan! But the skeleton is starting to come back together. If you want to run by it, uh, Bumbershoot, I guess you can now. That is my plan. I, I'm, I'm like sprinting past so I can get to uh, Dora. All right, so you get past the skeleton and you, you meet up with Dora, and I guess we're in two teams now? Yeah. All right, so Team Spooky is uh, Dora and Bumbershoot. I'll need to think of a new. More like, more like Team Coward. <laughs> I mean, I'm the only one who's like accomplished anything in the mission yet. I had some really funny lines. We're going to open the something box. Okay. Bumbershoot uh, follows door uh, to the box. All right. So Team Spooky goes into the unlocked room with a thumping box. And you guys are just going to start taking locks off of it? Yep. <laughs> okay. Bumbershoot sort of like scratches his chin like, like do I want to do this? And then he says, what's in the box? Just to nobody? Just a, as a seven reference? or To Dora. <laughs> the only other person who's standing there. I don't know, it's the only thing that looks interesting up here, so I guess we're gonna find out. Okay, this is what Bumbershoot does. He um sort of like tries to like flick it op- flick them open with his uh cane, like getting like a little bit of distance for himself. Mm-hmm. And also closing his eyes a little, and also almost crying. <laughs> oh I like that a lot. He's 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 super scared, but he also feels like this is obviously the thing we need to do. So as the skeleton comes back together, do Roland or Zoe do anything? Uh, Zoe is at four hit points, so she is getting behind Roland as quickly as possible. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Roland? Yeah, and Roland's at basically the same hit points Bumbershoot is, so 
Roland is going to sort of stay with his shield poised up. He's going to reach uh, back, put a hand on Zoe, and use um, Lay on Hands to heal her up by 10 hit points. So she's at 14 now. And that's since that takes an action to do. Otherwise, he's just sort of staying there, shield raised, sort of like guarding Zoe from Skeleton and not and still not quite attacking it. So I really like this image. On one hand, we have Team Bravery in a defensive position, healing up, working together, teamwork. The skeleton's menacing you, but you have the shield between you, and it's a really good picture, a really good moment. And then it cuts to uh, <laughs> Team Spooky ripping all the locks off of this thumping box. And when you guys pull the last one, it thumps right the heck open, and you... Hmm. Ooh, I was wondering if this was going to happen this episode. Um... <laughs> Nice. It's on. And what happens is there is a torrent, a flood, a deluge, a eruption (laughs) of what can only be described as spirits that explode out of the box. Did we literally just open Pandora's box? Ghosts, phantasms... Uh, whatever you want to say, uh, some humanoid form, some uh, less so. You see like animals, you see all kinds of the ghostly translucent figures of sentient beings that pour out in incalculable numbers. Like if it was water, the room would be full in seconds and they just keep pouring out and you guys aren't like hit by them. They just pass through you because they're ghosts. But there's an oppressive atmosphere as they fill the room. Uh, and just like psychically, it is distressing how many of them there are. And in the other room, Roland and Zoe, uh, you hear like a thump just like very faintly in the distance as the, the containment unit gets busted open. And then you start to see the same thing flooding through the cracks in the door and then just through the walls as the entire second floor floods with ghosts. Okay. Um, Bumbershoot looks at Dora and says, I have an idea. Let's leave and never come back. <laughs> gotta do the mission, you dork. <laughs> There's ghosts. You're a, you're a vampire. <laughs> Still, there's a, there, we're outnumbered. You guys are saying this while there's just like ghosts in you. Just like your mouth is full of ghosts and just like your chest and you're just like uh, submerged in ghost soup. <laughs> I've had worse. Um, but you're not hurt by any of this. So nothing's happening to you physically. Roland and Zoe, I don't know how you react like emotionally, but the skeleton that was menacing you with the bone sword turns and sees this and is dismayed. It's hard to tell. It has mm-hmm. a tiny bit of body language, and it is like, dang. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it slumps. It was like, I'm I'm here to protect this floor, and I have failed. I want to look inside the box. Is there anything? Is there anything else in the box besides endless, endless ghosts? I mean, just endless, endless ghosts. Um, just like, uh, just magic, like whatever okay. this this containment unit was apparently and now very clearly just meant to contain these things. Uh, so anything that's in the box was part of the spell that held them in there. In retrospect, I'm not sure we should have done that. Dora shrugs. I'm gonna say pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now's the time for that it's your boy <laughs> winifred what's up hey winnie i opened a box full of ghosts do you know anything about boxes full of ghosts <laughs> what <laughs> you heard me 
I mean, I did. I have... No. What are you talking about? Okay, bye. Click. Bye. Well, Winnie doesn't know anything. Bumbles, I'm gonna need you to calm. Just calm the fuck down. (laughs) They're just ghosts. They're not doing anything to you. Not yet. Oh, my God. Uh, Zoe's gonna say to Roland... Now's our chance, since the uh, skeleton kind of looks a little bit, like, distracted by seeing everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So, I think this is a chance for us to try to, like, get past it. Yeah. And get into these these other rooms that are here. Uh, the uh, There's only two rooms. There's a room that... Let's go in the room that doesn't have the ghosts pouring out of it like a flood. <laughs> okay. Roland's going to follow Zoe with wherever she goes. Uh, yeah, so Zoe's gonna, like, just go past the skeleton... And go right towards the room that doesn't look like it has all the ghosts flowing out of it. It may be hard to tell with the... Uh... The ghosts flowing out into the room. <laughs> yeah. So as you guys push past the skeleton, it like turns and um, goes to pursue you. But you run into the room and I guess close the door behind you. And it has a lock so you can keep the skeleton at bay. Um, and you guys are now in the study with the, the older woman that you do not know is Alice. But that is who she is. And she stands up when you guys run into her room, and she kind of holds the dragon bone staff. Threateningly is a strong word, but it's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, like, like as soon as Roland turns and sees her with the dragon staff, he just sort of pauses and then states, "Mrs. Hawthorne, I presume." Uh, yeah, yes, dear. Who are you and your friends? I assume that uh, you're friends with the uh, the girl with all the questions. Yes, and I apologize for her being a nuisance. He just sort of, like, regards Alice for a moment, and um, while he's looking at Alice, uh, he doesn't know her name yet, he's gonna, maybe because of all the ghosts outside, he's just going to divine tap Divine Sense real quick, because he has another three expenses of that. Mm-hmm. Does he notice anything weird other than the skeleton and ghosts outside? Is there anything about this room? No, she does not register, and nothing in this room registers as fiend or undead or any of the other things you can... Celestial, yeah. Um, although ghosts do start to pour in. <laughs> As, as, like, you say, like, I'm sorry about my friend, <laughs> like, and just suddenly there's, like, ghosts start to come into the room. So Zoe's going to cast a cantrip. Mm-hmm. She's going to cast Message, which basically is, like, telepathic communication with uh, Roland. And she's just going to say, so this is Hawthorne, right? The necromancer? This part of the spell was that uh, the subject can respond back. It is a Hawthorne. So this is, this is our target. If, I'm not sure if she is. A necromancer or not. Also, these ghosts are a problem. He, uh, he assumes that Alice is going to see the ghosts pretty much as soon as he starts sleeping in. Yeah, I was letting you guys have that telepathic conversation real quick, but as soon as the room starts leaking ghosts, she says, Oh my word. Did your friends open... You... Mmm. Mmm. <sighs> shall, cl- shall we close whatever it is they opened? It's too late now. I'm going to have a meeting with those two. Excuse me, ma'am? Yes, child. Uh, what is it you do for a profession? <laughs> I'm I'm retired now. I If you were to say that you had one, would it be like raising the dead or anything like that? She says, "No, no, my husband was the necromancer. I'm an osteomancer." Say what now? It's a bone mancer. And so it's so Roland just sort of like just smirks a little bit like so the party guests are, you're doing, I take it. Well, yes. I mean, the skeletons don't retain souls, but they have the lingering magic of of life. 
just a tiny fraction buried somewhere within them. And so on some level, I think they enjoy uh, being around living people from time to time. It's the least I could do for their service. It's a very gracious act on your part, ma'am. So is your husband around? Oh, no. Max Max hasn't been with us for some time. Pineapple. (laughs) Pineapple? It's your boy. Winnie, you said it was a necromancer we had to bring back, right? Uh, yeah. The contract was for, let me check the specific wording. It was, uh, yeah, the necromancer in charge of Hawthorne House is the wording. Wooden, and she's going to relay the word. I'm going to butcher it if I try to repeat you. Osteomancer. Osteomancer. Does an osteomancer count? Uh, what the hell is that? Thanks, Winnie. Pineapple. Pineapple out. <laughs> Bye. Everyone keeps hanging up on him. Like Roland has like rested his shield on the ground, has his hands on it. You know, it's not in a in a very calm, non-threatening stance. All right. So you're taking a bit of a um a less confrontational posture. At which point, the ghosts are just th- this room is just full of ghosts now. Like you guys are just swimming in it, like you're underwater, basically. And like uh, Roland just regards the ghosts and says. And I take it that their containment was your husband's doing. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, nothing can leave Ilium. Including the, including the souls of those who have departed. And in order to keep the Ilium from being overrun with the souls of the departed, he concocted a means to contain them. He was very smart. It is a very smart plan. I'll give him that. Roland then sort of furrows his brows a little bit. How was he able to do it, though? I mean, it was his life's work. He spent decades trying to get the the containment spell and the right mechanisms to drain the spirits of the newly departed into it. I can't really tell you. I'm I'm no necromancer. I I started as a as a doctor, and I just realized magic was so much easier to help me do my work on the living. You see, mm-hmm. but uh, of course, there's some crossover with elements of the dead, but no spirits. Necromancy shares its uh, ilk with both those who bring about the undead as well as those who work with the dead as healers. So that is understandable. Yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions about necromancy. That's why we had to come here. There's a great many people in the world who did not approve of my husband's line of work and who refused to understand. Your husband was interested in necromancy for... The containment purpose, or was that just an extension of it once he and found once he and you found your way into Ilium? Yes, that was his life's work when we came here. That's how he spent his days within this prison. Uh, outside, he he was part of a number of different brave works to better the world through magic that is unfairly vilified. Hmm. I'm wondering if Roland can do like a religion check or something to kind of see if he might have heard of. Yeah, um, yeah, if you want to roll religion. 25 on that? Holy cow. Yeah, it's very good. So you know, most religions consider necromancy unforgivably evil. It's just not up, it's just not up for discussion. Mm-hmm. But you do know there are some shades of gray. Like there's a spell called Spare the Dying. Yep. Which is considered necromancy, but it's not evil. It just keeps someone from dying. Revivify, Resurrection, True Resurrection are all necromancy spells as well. So That clerics of good gods can... Right totally learn but it's cultural the perception of necromancy mm-hmm. um and it varies from place to place people to people 
philosophy to philosophy. So you may not have heard of the work of Maximilian Hawthorne specifically. Obviously, that would have come up before if you knew that name. Right. But you're aware that necromancy is not inherently evil Mm -hmm. in the same way that uh, many things can be used for dangerous and helpful purposes. Like medicine itself, right? Uh, Medicine in a high enough quantity is poison. Roland is going to indicate uh, to Pineapple at this moment. Okay. You guys are just like whispering Pineapple to yourself. And she's like looking at you just like, yo, I think these people are fucking crazy. (laughs) I like to imagine Zoe's just batting away ghosts like they're flies. Like, get out of here. (laughs) But yeah, you want to say, if you say Pineapple, you get, of course, Winifred's newly minted catchphrase. What up? It's your boy, Winnie. Friend, there is a complication to the mission. Isn't there always? It appears that the necromancer Hawthorne has been dead for some period of time already. Uh, can you arrest a dead guy? (laughs) No, but I can possibly bring back the item that he acquired during the alleged murder that was committed on that wizard you mentioned last time. I don't know if items have, like, criminal culpability... I don't know. I'm no expert. You're the no. It would it would be it would be effectively a way of indicating that the person in question is no longer a threat to Ilium. I mean, I'll I'll leave it to your judgment, Roland. I trust you. I I think it's up to you to how you want to handle this. In either case, if it's possible to, I don't know, get any clarification from the warden about what to do about the situation, that would be helpful. Otherwise, I. Uh, suspect we might be getting a mission sometime soon to deal with ghost cleanup. I guess I can float down and ask him, but by the time I get back, I don't know if I'll... Just do what you can, friend. All right. Any effort is appreciated. All right, good luck. This is Roland, over and out. Thank you. Bye. Roland regards uh, Mrs. Hawthorne and and says, Do you prefer being called something other than uh, Mrs. Hawthorne? Oh, my, my name's Alice. I'm Roland, and I'm one of a, a member of a group called, you might have heard of, possibly, called the Ovid Guards. We operate within Ilium. No, I'm sorry. I, I haven't left uh, in many years. Do you know who the Warden is? No, that doesn't ring any bells. The Warden is an entity that lives in the center of town and sometimes issues requests for bounty hunters to act upon. I want to be forthright about the situation here due to, well, the actions of my peers. We were tasked to meet with the necromancer by the name of Hawthorne here and bring them in for questioning, at the very least. All right, so you're just being honest about your mission with her, basically. Uh, Aurora is being honest right with her. Before she responds, what have Bumbershoot and Theodora been doing this entire time since they let the ghosts out of the bag? Uh, Bumbershoot is trying to close the box. Oh, you can just close it. Okay. <laughs> I do. Like a treasure chest, you just drop it closed. I don't think that's how it works, Bumbles. I'm gonna try anyway. No, the the magical seal has been broken, and the ghosts are out and about now. I would like to look at the notes to see if I can figure out how to fix it. And I would like to steal things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll be roll investigation uh, to see if there's anything awesome I can steal. Dora, you already looked at the notes, and Roland looked at the notes. And so you have no, you have no earthly idea what to do with that stuff. Uh, you you pop the top, and now it don't Dang. stop. <laughs> and there's like no notes or books in here, right? There's a ton of books in here, yeah. But 
Um, in the meantime, Bumbershoot rolled a two. Yeah, for the audience, I didn't do well at all in my investigation roll. He gets a mouthful of ghost. <laughs> Let me be clear. In every scene from now until you guys leave this mansion, imagine in your mind every conversation happening with a mouthful of ghost. <laughs> now Dora's trying to eat the ghosts. <sighs> Amazing. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is now the pac pac-man podcast because y'all eating ghosts right. um bumber shoot you try to find something worth stealing and you're just like <laughs> rummaging through tools and items on the counter and you cut your hand on a scalpel oh uh so take d4 damage okay that's that's what your two does so back in the other room roland you honestly explain what's going on mm -hmm. and alice says i'm sorry to trouble you but uh i just I just want to be left alone. I'm sorry if you're in a tough spot, but if you and your friends could just leave before you make things any worse. Excuse me, ma'am. If you just wanted to be left alone, why did you throw a party? <laughs> I, I told you, for the skeletons, they've served me faithfully for decades, and they don't have souls anymore. But they can have fun. They've spent decades in contact with human souls, and that leaves the residue of personalities inside them and they seem to get some kind of enjoyment from uh, entertainment and i can't pay them in any traditional way so every once in a while i just let them kind of enjoy themselves Sh surely you saw the party they don't enjoy themselves in a traditional way but they they enjoy being around humans and other living beings as they act about and they get their stimulus mostly from the living acting around them more than themselves yeah, whatever is inside them still resonates with joy around them, and it's it's really all it's all I can do for them. Uh, Zoe will cast a message to Roland and say, "I think this is our target, but it's up to you." So, I mean, this kind of comes down to Roland as the moral <laughs> center of this group. Uh, how do you think this should be handled? Uh, it's up to you really the nuances of your religious beliefs if you want to establish that the triad believes certain things about necromancy or osteomancy you can establish that now or you can say that there there is nothing established and you can make it up i mean the triad per se in this context would view necromancy as broadly abominable but again uh any sort of justice or any sort of attempt to instill Actions on others has to be measured by thing by degrees of mercy and understanding. So, from his standpoint, you know, taking a a widower, widower who isn't actively harming anyone and at least outwardly appears to be not a threat to Ilium just doesn't seem to be an appropriate course of action. So. It was. It would be one thing if it was someone who invited people to a party to kill them and turn them into skeletons, but that's clearly not the case. And, I mean, Roland can roll insight, I guess, to kind of gauge how honest she's been, but 15. With, with a 15, do you think she's being perfectly frank with you? She doesn't seem to have anything to hide. She just seems mostly upset that you guys have opened the containment unit. That seems to be her main thing. Also, some other factors to consider are uh, you guys don't get paid. If you don't bring anything, which means no diamond for Zoe, mm -hmm. uh, nothing that can help Roland get his armor back, nothing yeah. that Theodora can use to glorify Gonador, and nothing to satisfy Bumbershoot's ego, I guess. I would like to offer any help that I can in, re in fixing the 
error of my my allies, if that is at all possible. There's one thing that I would like to ask about before we leave you be, though, uh, Alice. Uh, yes? How did you acquire that staff? It's a particularly fascinating item. Oh, well, that's kind of a, that's kind of a long story. And as she says that, you guys hear a crash and the sound of breaking glass from down the hallway in the second floor near the stairs where you came up. Aw, heck. Use us, Alice. And then heads to check the sound with Zoe in hand, probably, or Zoe following. Yep. I want to check. Yep. All right, so the party regroups in the hallway, uh, just full of ghosts. Oops, all ghosts. <laughs> Oops, all ghosts. And you guys walk, you guys wade through, rather, uh, the sea of spirits to find the source of the sound, which you see is the only window on the second floor of Hawthorne House, which has been smashed in, and standing there is Claudia Rock. And behind her oozes in Robin Rock. And he, as he takes his elf form, uh, they kind of dust themselves off, and Claudia turns to you and says, I can't believe we didn't just try busting in the window the first thing. That would have made this whole thing a lot easier, huh? I opened a box full of ghosts. <laughs> uh, as you say that, uh, before she can respond with uh, <laughs> her cutting wit and lovable sass, uh, the cloud skeleton reforms and draws its bladed spine. This guy. And now, and you are caught between cloud skeleton warrior and rival bounty hunters. It's like we're we're caught between some rocks and a bony place here. It looks like. Oh my god. <sighs> Wasn't even a good one. As always, I'd like to thank Overclocked Remix for our music, which includes Acoustic Jam at the Lucifer Alpha, an arrangement of Biohazard from Snatcher, Simply Be Grooved, an arrangement of Simple and Clean from Kingdom Hearts, and In the Beginning There Was Jazz, an arrangement of Beginning from Castlevania. Executive producers for the month of April 2017 are Kirstine Haslinger, Extellaris, Joseph Tombrello, Andrew Grothen, Jade. The Cult of Gorfanax, Irving Royale, Paul Mullen, Finch DeYoung, Arjun DeConing, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Brent, Ripter Stormwolf, Miko Kurjo Kangas, Dennis Bengston, Josh Mosier, Endigo Van Dane, James Bevan, Allison Ansel, Sidney Marsing, Just a Jester, John Potts, Kevin Dobbins, Savard and Akrisimova, Carl, Brady Warner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Eugene T., Marissa Donaldson, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Sarah Hanley, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Dylan, Gary Sayon, Anna Stuhlfarer, Sean the Host of Funk Dunk, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Kevin Sidlow, Christopher Charlo, 
Jorit, Viger Arnston, Cody Jackson, August Rue, Athos, and Ingmar Gremmen. If you want to be added to this list, you can support the show at patreon.com slash austinyorski, and you can support Leon at patreon.com slash renegadecut, and you can also find Chris at patreon.com slash recap. You can also help out by finding us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, YouTube, or wherever else you found the show, and liking, rating, or leaving a comment. Every little bit helps, and word of mouth is the only way anyone ever finds out about us. What would an ad for the show even sound like? Yes, come listen to a video game critic pretend to be a lesbian elf. Actually, there's probably a market for that.